the Missional Life Podcast, inspiring kingdom-minded believers around the world to live the mission of God in their lives. All right, welcome back to the Missional Life Podcast. Today, we are at the NRB event in Nashville, Tennessee, and we have an opportunity to sit down with Benny Deshera and the em- leader of Empowered Band. Benny, welcome to the show. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. Awesome. We are so excited to have you. Yeah. So you have been doing music a long time. You've been rocking all your life, so to speak, right? Pretty much, yeah. But you've not always been rocking for Jesus. Mm, and pretty uh, much, right. So let's go back there just a little bit. Tell us a little bit about your life pre kind of doing music um, on a level for, for Jesus that you are now. Yeah, so I'll give you a condensed version if that's at all possible. So yeah. I like I, I started my primary instrument was drums. I, I was taught from about seven, something like that, all through school, drumline captain, all that stuff, and then uh, after school started started a rock band. So um, we were this is obnoxious, but our name was Wanted. <laughs> anyway, so we uh, I went into the military. Um, I was a Navy corpsman, like a medic, and then when I got out after my four years and went back to um, New Orleans, where I was born and raised, we went at it in earnest, right? So we did all original stuff, you know, dress up on stage, that whole bit, played the rock circuit in New Orleans and in the South, and saw things I never want my kids to see or your kids to see. Um, It's just crazy stuff that you see, right, because you're trying to be famous. I'm a musician, I'm writing my own stuff, woo, I'm gonna be famous. Um, you know, I would even pray about it, although I wasn't saved. Does that make sense? I was in church every Sunday during that time, even after shows and stuff, you know, where people say, hey, one guy told us, and just being real here, one guy says, I can't pay you. And I'm like, we just did a three hour set. And he says, but I'll give you all the beer you can drink. So it was stuff like that, right, where you look back and you go, how did I even survive that? It's just crazy. And so <clears throat> so with all that came, came, I didn't fall into a bunch of the temptations or whatever, but at one point, um, my first wife and I, and things got really sideways in a, in a bad, mean, cruel, hurtful way. Um, and so we, we wind up splitting. I moved back to Memphis because that's where I was stationed in the military and uh, started a management life, right? So I trained for management, moved to Baton Rouge, which is my current city, in 92. But around 1995, this, this lady that I knew who had sold me a car, I had sold her a car because I was a floor manager for a Toyota dealership. And I sold her husband a truck and her daughter a car. And she says, hey, don't didn't you have a rock band? I'm like, Yes, I do. And she says, you need to come to our church. I'm like, really? For what? And she says, you would love our music. We have a great praise team. And I'm like, well, that's cool. So let me ask you, what are you? And she says, what are you talking about? I'm like, like, I grew up Lutheran. So like, what are you? Are you that? Are you Baptist? Are you whatever? And she says, oh, no, we're straight out of the Bible. And I'm like, oh, I know who you people are. So, so, so short story, I lied for two months because she would call me every Monday. I didn't see you in church. I was like, I was busy. And so um, straight up lied. I went to a business event 
where these people started bringing biblical principles into what they were talking about, demanding seven times back everything Satan stole. I was like, hmm. So, so I, I kind of, I didn't get saved from that, right? But I, I kind of got this, I need to know more about that because I didn't learn that sitting in church every Sunday. I just didn't learn it. If it wasn't in Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, I didn't know about it. So, so she calls me on Saturday and says, I'm coming to pick you up tomorrow. And I'm like, please don't because I'm coming. And she says, you know, you've been lying to me. And I said, I know I have, but I'm coming. So, so the next morning I'm in my car and I'm driving down Highland Road, which is this like just gorgeous road in Baton Rouge and on a historical register, that whole bit. And so, and, and I hear this voice on my shoulder just going, where are you going? What, you know who these people are? What, blah, blah. You, what are you walking into? This isn't you. And it's the first time, you guys, it's the first time I knew what Satan sounded like hmm. in a really specific way, right? Oh. So I get mad. I mean, I'm mad. I'm so mad, I'm crying. And I'm screaming, I'm demanding seven times back everything you ever stole from me. And, and you're losing me today forever. And I'm like, kind of just, it, I'm going through this whole thing. I'm doing 80 and a 40. So statute of limitations, because that was a long time ago. And so, right, we do it and I get to church and the music, guess what, was awesome. And then there's an altar call, so there's nine of us. And and because we had like 40 people a service back then, and so I go I go down for the altar call, and when I say it happened, like it happened, and I just I just broke. I had so many years of stuff piled up behind me, so I stood at the altar and I went to take a step back and I couldn't move. And when I turned, there was a mountain of me, right, and I broke. And Jesus is like man, have I been waiting for you? And so gave my life to Christ at that time. There was a two-hour cry session at the altar. I had four men crying in prayer around me for then. Everything was instantly changed and opposite from that moment in my life. And, went, and, and so after, after time, I'm having a discussion with God. I'm like, what do you want me to do with this music? Because I don't want to do tambourines and hallelujah, seriously. I, I would just, that would be, that would be, right? Because I was laughing too. I'm like, yeah. come on. And he says, have I been waiting for you? And so we had a banner in our church with statements of faith around the sanctuary. And one of them said, empower. And I was like, what a great thing, right? And so our band name, Empowered, came from that because God empowered us with the gift of music and the ability to be able to write and create original stuff, right? That speaks to people and isn't just repetitive, just speaks to people. And so, because he empowered us with that gift, we get to be on stage and empower others in him through our music. So when they leave, guess what? They can turn around and go empower others. And that was the start of this Christian rock band for Jesus. So we have a party for Jesus on stage, like every time, it's awesome. You know, your story is really fascinating to me because it's, it's such a good example of true repentance. Mm. Mm -hmm. True repentance where somebody's life is completely and utterly changed and turned around in a moment. Yeah. 
when true repentance takes place. Yeah, in a moment. And it's that's how you described it. It's just it does just the hours, and you had you had that heap of old self. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, yeah, wow, it was just changed, and I, that's such a great example because mm. sometimes I think. You know, we don't think that that happens like that. We think everything will take a process, you know, like I'm going to change and it's like change. Take we, we turn the boat around slowly. But your your example is such a, a the power reminder. of the gospel. Yeah, the power mm-hmm. of the gospel. And I love also that you you talked about when you played music earlier in your life and you were saying, like, I was trying to be famous. And there's such a contrast there between trying to do it in your own strength and letting God do it. Are you not kidding me? Yeah, so where you, you're trying and you're trying and you're trying, and then when you finally turned around and you just let, and you, you, you surrendered, and God's right. like, I've been waiting for you. Yeah. I've been waiting for you. Right. And it, so it's, this, it, it's really a, a great example of, of works and grace, isn't it? It, it works, is. Works, works, and grace, it's just, it's really the path is laid out for you, isn't it? It's, it's you know, if we, get out, if we could get out of our head, the worst words in, in, in the dictionary are I and me, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Because when we do that, right, we're just focused on, you know, and, and I'll tell you, from, from being saved and some other stuff like the brain injury, I'm sure we'll get into that, whatever. Just when I look back at my BC life, it's almost non-existent before Christ, for those of you who aren't tuned in. Just thank you very much. So there's that, right? But then... But then I'm sitting here with you guys today at NRB in Nashville in 2022. People say, you really think God still does miracles? And I'm like, get out your phone, please. Just take a picture of me and hold on to it because I'm a walking miracle. I'm telling you. And what God did for me, he can do for you if you press in. Right. And that's my big thing. If you just press in, get out of your own way and go his way. It's amazing. You know, and, and his way is not always uh, without challenge. No, nor is it easy. And, you know, you, you walk through some di- very difficult things. In fact, um, you know, we, we say some of the best songs come out of some of the hardest places, right? Right. So tell us a little bit about the injury that really changed changed your life in, in so many different ways, good and, and, and bad during that season. Yeah, so... so it's so easy to say I'm a Christian. And I tell people all the time, people aren't watching. They're not, they don't care if you're walking around with a Bible or if you're walking around with a shirt that says I'm a Christian or you or things like that, right? But they'll watch your life mm-hmm. and they're looking for fruit, right? So, so, so when, so, so after, like after I was saved, whatever. So in 2012, we cut our first record, and we we sell. Uh, it's called Soul Cry. So we self-produced it. Came to Nashville, did it. It was awesome. Had some really cool stuff on there. Um, prayed over it before we went into it. Just Holy Spirit showed up. The very last song on it is the title is 1995. And that's the year I was saved. So it's my testimony set to music. So we have this big grand thing that we're going to do. And a little guy in is the producer guy in the studio. And he goes, hey, how about baby grand and vocals? And I'm like, that's fantastic. So when the band comes in right here and he says, no, listen, how about just baby grand and vocals? And I'm like, oh, that's raw. And he says, yeah. And it, that's how we did it. And it's just 
it's like that, right? So, and you do because you, you there's a, there's a compelling need in my spirit, like when you're. I know friends who've uh, oh I got saved, and and they're like you know I socially drink so I'm good, and that's and that's okay, but I'm gonna stop in about three months or so. I need to wean off here, or I have this addiction and I need to wean off there, or I've got seven different dates in a week, right? So I'm gonna wean off that. And so there's there's all these little hangups as humans that we have, right? But for me, it was a it was like a sack of bricks. <laughs> at one time that just crushed me right and it was it was like immediate so that passion for ta- God's timing right because God's timing he knew who I was right I'm Sicilian I'm I'm crazy kind of I'm on a ceiling most of the time and I'm hard-headed so he's like okay I know how this has to happen for you boom and it went like that so so we did that and then six years ago I wind up in my living room and there was some election stuff going on. I stayed up late watching the news and fell asleep on a sofa. So at 630, my wife comes out with the phone and I, I remember standing up and I see Donna coming out of the room with my phone extended. And I've got a 20 minute hole where I remember nothing like nothing. So she tells the neurosurgeons that when I got over to the hardwood section of our living room, I was horizontal when she went to hand me the phone no 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 slip no water no socks no trip no no grabbing to hold on and everything we did a 700 club interview where we were talking about this and she did a great job explaining it because i didn't know any of it right it was just nothing to me and she says when i hit the floor my head sounded like a gunshot went off mm-hmm. so i had a i had a double fracture all the way through the back of my skull and a frontal lobe crush over here on the left and so four months of recovery the ICU MR so many MRIs I should be able to see through stuff the the uh, the first month of recovery at home was like 20 hours a day sleeping something like that I don't even remember kids friends coming over I don't remember any of it month number two I finally start coming out of it and y'all ready for this I had a walker y'all I'm using a walker to get around the house and that can be demeaning in in a way but in, in my mind I'm going come on lord seriously and i'm and i'm totally forgetting that i'm breathing and living enough to talk to him right i'm like come on and so all all of that all of that stuff and as a matter of fact that my favorite verse in the bible is jeremiah 29 11. it's just the best promise right plans to promise you give you hope in a future right not to harm us and and i'm like so so at this point around november donna was able to go to the store and leave me because she knew i could get around the house with the walker and i'm in my and i'm as an artist when you write or as as an artist which you guys are having a podcast you know the holy spirit will come on in you and go here's a thing go go with this and and we do that right because we're in that spirit realm when we have that connection and but on this particular day in november i'm in a recliner and i get an audible man's voice in my living room and i know who it is because i'm scared to death but i have such a peace 
about this voice. And the audible voice of God tells me, Benny, I have huge and great plans for you coming out of this thing. So I did what we all would, right? I like kind of snot cried like a two-year-old until I fell asleep. And, and I woke up again about 1130 at night. This went on for a couple of days. And on the last day, he says, Benjamin, went biblical there. Benjamin, I'm telling you, I have huge and great plans for you coming out of this thing for your listeners. Man, I hope they can press into that because you know what? He's saying that to all of us. Maybe not the same way, but kind of in a different way. He says, the next song you write for me will be titled Jeremiah 29, 11. He says, listen, I don't want the verses in the lyrics, but when people listen to this song, I want them to know that how I stepped into your life and saved it, I can also do for them if they just reach out to me, if they just press in. So I'm sitting here. Then he proceeds to give me the lyrics. And I'm going back and forth to my, to my office, writing like a third grader, big letters. And so in that song, in the beginning of it, I'm singing the message. And at some point it flips and it's God's direct message like he's singing it directly to you. And when we play that song live, it just, it just wrecks people in a great way just wrecks people right but it's it's my favorite thing after shows is just being being able to hang out with people and and talk and pray with them and, and all that kind of stuff and i think that's what god calls to do so i think i've mentioned before right i'm like if people say are oh, there really miracles i'm like take a picture yeah because mm -hmm. i'm living i'm a living miracle and if if and it's dangerous to talk to me about it you better have time on your hands <laughs> story and, and when you heard God say Benjamin I yeah plans for you he reminds me of that verse I have redeemed you I have called you by name that's right and mm. he redeems us he calls us by name and when, you know I'm I'm Dan but boy when I hear Daniel I listen up and right. I imagine when you hear when you hear Benjamin you listen right. up right? right it's like when your parents use your middle name yeah it's scary <laughs> stuff it is you know they mean business you're all ears you're listening absolutely but Full attention. Truly. And you were also saying how when you're singing it, it's like God's singing over them. And you know, there's a, a verse in, in Scripture that I'm reminded of where it says God twirls over us. He dances over us. He sings over us. That's right. And sometimes we don't really have that picture of God, do we? We, don't have, we have a, a, a picture of a God that is, you know, always looking at our, our sin, that is, that is just disenchanted with Stoic. us. Stoic. Yeah, stoic. Yeah. Mm. Really just waiting. But we don't have a, a fatherly image of, uh, of God who sings over us, who calls us by name, who says, I have good plans for you. That's right. And that's who we really serve. That's the God well, that we it's, have. Yeah, it's, uh, everybody says, like, Abba, Father. And, and, you know, we get really holy sometimes when we talk, right? Guess what? God is my daddy. I just, there's a difference between a dad and a daddy for me relationally right because mm -hmm. when you love your daddy he's daddy right when you have a really tight relationship it's daddy it's not necessarily dad I mean we use both but I'm like this is my daddy I just lost my daddy so it's mm -hmm. it's just yeah you know I love hearing that from our daughter she's she's seven years old and she says she calls me daddy and yeah you know she sometimes she calls me dad you know but it's like Please call me daddy. Right? <laughs> it's, it's, it's that intimate, it's that it special is. relationship. It is. That. Very much so. Now, you mentioned, you know, losing your own 
dad yeah daddy um there's a song that came out of that your latest single yeah can you talk about that like what is the title and just share a little more yeah, of that, that story that, uh, <laughs> so 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 in september of 20 so my dad was my daddy was a roofer his whole life he was teaching me to take over the business until he fired me because he didn't want me to work in the extreme conditions that a roofer works in and so um but taught me a lot about integrity right mm. that was his big thing do it above board you don't want to have to come back and right and so all this well he had heart issues he had a quintuple bypass and an aortic bypass in his legs i'm the oldest of six i'd always tell my siblings one day we're going to get a call and so be ready because this is this is big it wasn't like that so in september of 21 no 20 yeah it's been a year and a half already man time flies but he told my mom he says i feel a pain in my hip and i think i have a blood clot where this little sicilian man got that idea about a blood clot in a hip i have no idea and i'm a navy medic so i'm thinking dad it's a pain in your hip blood clot's the first thing you got and so we we we, we do that he goes to the doctors the doctors run all these tests and they do the pet scans everything and they tell him listen like you have cancer bad and he's like well like well how bad like you know and they go like get your stuff in order bad like three weeks maybe something like that so we're all really and um so so i'm ordained as well and he he his nickname for me has been pastor boy when he wants to get my goat so you know so 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 the the week before he passed we're sitting on the sofa at his house and he says son i want to tell you i may not be here for you next week and then you just throw a javelin through my chest right mm. i'm like seriously is that where you're going with that but it told me he knew and so within the last three days of his life we're sitting down for another discussion the discussion and i'm like so daddy i need you to tell me not only do you have a place at the buffet table, you have a name tag set up. So I need you to tell me how you know where you're going. I need you to tell me. And he goes, yes, I know I'm going, Pastor Boy. I'm like, and I start laughing, right? Because I can hear his voice right now. I'm like, I'm like, Dad, that's a great answer any other time, but this is some serious stuff. So I need you to tell me. He goes, well, Jesus died and he rose again. And I believe that I'm going to heaven. I'm like, you know what? Yes, you are. And it doesn't matter what the doctors tell you. And I said, honestly, it's going to suck for us, but it's going to be great for you. You know what else is great, Dad? I know your address. Come on. I know your address. And so, and, and then he passed, and, and, and I helped take care of him and at the end, end of his life. The next day, I had mourning, just severe mourning. And I broke like I have never broken, right? And and I was in my closet and Donna came in, she turned around, she left. She was like, I've never seen that. And, but can I tell you something? Every day after that, I had no M-O-U-R-N-I-G, but every M-O-R-N-I-G, right? Every morning, I didn't carry that heavy crushing Morning with sadness, yes, but not this inability to see that. I don't know if this is going to help any of your listeners, but guess what? Because I know my daddy's address, 
I'm going to see him again because I know I'm going to heaven. And I know he's there already. And if everybody, they think our concerts are rowdy, I'm sure, wait till we get up there. It's going to be crazy. So, so, and then a few weeks after, God's like, you need to write a song about your daddy, his, what you went through with all that. And I'm like, huh? So Mikey Howard is our producer. And um, we were talking and he says, what's the name of this song? I said, I'll meet you there. It's going to be daddy's song, right? And he goes, that's so cool. And so he says, do you know what you want? I said, I don't want it to be morbid. I don't want it to be this mushy thing. Poor dude lost his dad. Am I poor? No, not in spirit. I'm sad, but I'm not poor in spirit. So I was like, but I needed to be, I need to be uplifting where we point people to the power of Jesus. Because Jesus rose again, he overcame death. That's how I know where my daddy's address is, right? Because he agrees with that. And so the song is, it's, yeah, it, it's, it's been really, it's done really well. It's out on all the social media platforms and we just did an official video for it. And that's crazy in November because I'm kind of put out with the whole world being locked down thing. I'm like, come on people, God's bigger than that. So this is just me. So in November, we did the official video for it. And we filmed all day, and that night we did a we did a full we did a full length eighty minute concert for everybody, a free concert just for people wanting to be a part of it, and it showcased um, Daddy's song. And can I tell you that was the most joy I've seen in people, just to be outdoors in this amphitheater. It was a clear night in the fifties, and praise is just going up to heaven, and it was just awesome. But but that song has just been like all of our music people say it speaks to them but that song in particular for people who have lost they're like wow you know and i mean it's what we're supposed to do right just take these instances that we go through and point people to jesus wow it's amazing just for our listeners um benny could you share even just a part of the lyrics of that song just for, for I'll people meet you to there. hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the, but you put me on the spot. I did have a brain injury, so, so the, this is just impromptu stuff. So, like, in the, in the, in the lyrics, it says, I'll meet you there at the gates of glory. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Uh, and, talk, and, and in, in the lyrics, not to quote them specifically, it talks about crossing a river Jordan to mm-hmm. meeting there. Think about this. For Israel to reach the promised land, they had to do what? Cross the River Jordan. Yeah. And that line in the song I felt was like very pertinent, right? Because mm. as we expire here, we don't expire with our soul. We cross over that river into heaven, River Jordan being the dividing point between here and heaven, right? Mm. And so it just talks about seeing him again in heaven and being joyful and 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 you know we'll dance in the promised land is one of the lines in the chorus too and you can't help but dance on a stage when you're singing this point when you're singing this song at that point right because i mean king david danced back from war with joy to the lord that they were successful right our war isn't here with like like David fought a war here, but at the end of our life, our battle's done, and we get to dance across the River Jordan into heaven to be with Jesus, like it's nothing. 
and and I can't wait for that and it's you know and there's so much imagery I don't write when I'm writing the the songs and the music I, I don't write them with like I don't want anybody to be offended by what I'm about to say, but I don't do an immense amount of redundancy to draw the Lord in because when God says, I want you to write this, we write it for him, yeah. right? Yeah. And so we we play for one. We play for the one. So if one person walks away from a show or leaves the radio station after hearing it on the radio and just says, wow, that's me. Man, God's not only smiling, he's in heaven dancing circles because mm-hmm. he's like, "Woo, another one's coming home. And and that's our, the easiest way I can put this, and I know we, we may be taking an off ramp here, so sorry, but the easiest way I can put this, at the end of my life, there'll be a tombstone and there's going to be a start year and an end year. Those both be predetermined already, right? God's like, hey, I knew when you came, and I know when you're ending. And obviously, since he saved me through this injury, whatever, my, my dash in the middle's not done yet. Hmm. So my, my, my judgment for heaven happens in my dash, right? My character is built in my dash. How I treat my wife and my kids are built in my dash the legacy i choose to leave my grandchildren are in that dash everything we do and that we're responsible for because he gives us free will is done in that dash right so i'm doing everything i can especially it's a high calling to be given a platform me with the music the band the stage it's a platform. You guys with your podcast, it's a platform. We're held to a higher standard than those who do not have and or utilize a platform. It's biblical. It's in the Bible. And so I want to make sure that my dash is done right, right? If that makes sense. Point people to Jesus. Everything we do. And, and for your listeners, it doesn't matter if you have a band or a podcast or a TV show or anything like that. You know what? You have a job. Mm-hmm. You can be a light. You can be the light of Jesus at your work. Yeah. Right? You have you have friends you hang around with. You know, you can let them see a difference in you that may draw them away from other stuff. Right? You can have the best thing ever said by your child. I want to be like mommy and daddy. That's done in your dash, right? So he just gave me that while we're sitting here talking. So I'm like, okay, I'll say it. It's okay. I'm trying to do that. When God says move, the four things we should do, M-O-V-E. Because if we have to think about it, then it's us. There's that me and that I thing, right? Well, I don't think that's what he's saying. Who are you to question a move of God? Right. So so if he says move, hey, folks, if he says move, just move, because you will be amazed at what he's got in store for you.
really good and such a good reminder. You know, that's really what the missional life is about, is living yeah. the mission that God has put in your life. And we say, we always kind of say the mission because we all have the same mission, right? It's that's to right. share, to know God and to share. Yep. That's right. God. And, and we do that at, whether it's a musical platform or whether it's the podcast or whether whatever platform that is, we use that. And it's talk, we talk about, you're really talking about stewardship, stewarding what God has given you. That's right. Well, and using it for, for his kingdom. Yeah, great mm-hmm. word. Absolutely. Stewardship, yeah. Yeah. So we know that your time is limited uh, here at, with us today. Where can people where can people come across your music? Where can people follow you, find out more about your music, your story? Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, cool. Thanks for that. So so the website, as we were doing the website, I'm like, I really I need a really easy website to remember. Okay. And so it was available. So we took it. So when we sign stuff for people after shows, everything. I'll always put rockin' for Jesus, and then we, we all sign stuff. So R-O-C-K-I-N, the number four, Jesus. So it's easy-peasy, rockin'forjesus.com. That's the website, so people can email us through that. They can, they can hear the songs on air as well. Every streaming platform probably known to man, all of our music is on there. Uh, on Facebook, it's Empowered Rocks, R-O-C-K-S. On Instagram, it's Empowered Official. On YouTube, it's Empowered Official. So, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's exciting just to, to see all that. I try not to get hung up in numbers and, and all that kind of stuff. It's just, you know, the thing, God gives us opportunities. Mm-hmm. doesn't he he just yeah. gives us opportunities whether we choose to walk through that door and take that opportunity is solely dependent on who on us mm-hmm. and i haven't i felt like i had an, i have enough to answer for when i get to heaven i don't need to pile on right something <laughs> like oh lord that door looks locked but you said to go so i'm going so so there's that so anybody can visit us any of those places we love talking to people even just input about what the music has spoken to them and, and that's a big thing for us what is god telling you through our music awesome well benny what a pleasure what an honor yes time with you today. same here and thank you for adding so much value to our listeners. Mm-hmm. It's such a, an amazing testimony of not allowing circumstances, not allowing challenges in life to hold you back, but to really write a new story about those things and give glory to God. So yeah. thank you for, for what you're doing in your yes, ministry. Thank you. Music. Yeah, Being thank so you. What God has called you to do. Yeah, thank you guys for having me this morning. God bless you. Amen. Amen.